He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. What is up, all my Slick Talkers? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. I'm excited because in this episode, I dive in with Bryce Carpenter, who is the VP of Customer Success at Hostfully, who is a great friend of the podcast, as you may know if you're a longtime listener. Hostfully and I have been partnered up for quite a while, actually, since COVID, and it's been such a great partnership. So when this episode popped up as an opportunity to discover and dive into more content around what vacation rental managers are doing in the industry currently and what their focus is on from a direct source, a really reliable direct source. Bryce Carpenter joins me as he talks to his customers every day, day in and day out. And his main goal, his number one job is to make sure that they are using the tools at their disposal successfully and properly to the best ability that they can for their business. And this is really important. So in this episode, we actually talk about how to make customer success successful, which is kind of a funny title for this episode, but it's completely fitting, to be honest. So thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I hope you enjoy. And we are about to kick it off with Bryce Carpenter, VP of Customer Success at Hostfully in three, two, one. You're listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, a podcast for those who are in and around the hospitality industry who love, live, and breathe what they do. You can join us for candid and unscripted conversations with hospitality experts and founders as we go deeper into their personal stories while they're sharing their triumphs and trials that got them to where they are today. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and you're listening to an episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Now, let's begin. Before we jump into this episode, this episode is brought to you by my friends at Hostfully and Minute. And if you haven't heard about this dynamic duo combination, then you need to go sign up for Hostfully's property management software and or guidebooks. They're amazing. And if you're actually listening to this episode, I am currently at the Book Direct show and we used Hostfully's digital guidebooks for our whole conference. This digital guidebook literally was the guide for every attendee at the conference, whether they were a sponsor or an attendee for the book drag show. So thank you, Hostfully, for being so amazing and giving us this awesome tool to use for this show. And we love what you do. And I'm so excited for this episode. And then Minute, if you haven't heard of Minute and haven't heard me talk about them on previous episodes, then you need to go check them out because they're giving every single one of you two months free of their services and devices for noise detection, security, motion, you name it. This is the best device. Plus, They just launched their integration with Airbnb, so now you don't have to worry about a thing. They message the guests for you. You can build it all out in a minute and integrate it to your Airbnb account, and boom, you are good to go. Plus, I know they partner with Hostfully as well, so what a good combo for this podcast. Now, I promise I'm done talking. Check out the show notes. Go use those links. Use the codes and have a great time with these awesome tools. Now, back to the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. 
And I'm excited to bring on Bryce Carpenter, who is the VP of customer success at Hostfully. Bryce, after our interaction together, the first time getting introduced via David Jacoby, my main man, if he's listening or watching, <laughs> love you. But I just wanted to say it was a great conversation. And so I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm great. Well, yeah, thanks. I'm thrilled to be here and excited to see you here face to face. I'm surprised we haven't bumped into each other at conferences and stuff just over the years. I know. And I was like, when David was telling me about how you joined the team and what you're doing with the company, uh, I was surprised too, because then realizing the connection between your wife, who I've known through, I think, I don't think mean. I don't think we've ever met in person, but you know, just going through social media, she's a legend. So I was like, okay, how did I not draw the the two and two together? But super cool just to like get to meet you. And then of course, now we're gonna be able to hang out in person at VRMA. So it's always exciting yeah. for new connections, new friendships uh to blossom. But um to set a little bit of a tone for this episode and for everyone listening and watching, is that you know, I've been really really curious and kind of just watching i love the media space and the podcast uh medium because you get to have a lot of conversations you get to hear a lot of conversations too and i've been hearing a lot of focus and conversation you know turning points i guess within the industry and when i reached out to david to potentially have him on the show he was like no you need to have bryce because bryce is talking to our customers on a day in day out basis and you're hearing a lot from property managers of every size that, you know, whether they're one property and just getting started if they're or if they're, you know, pros and have a, a very solid portfolio. So I, I really want to set that tone because we're going to dive into a lot of stuff that may or may not be talking points currently, but are shifting the conversation towards more sustainability profitability operations you name it. So Bryce, before we get into those topics, I would love for you to kind of introduce yourself, give us some backstory of your career and your overall uh, journey in this industry, and then how you ended up where you are today with Hostfully. Yeah. Awesome. Well, happy to do that, Will. So it's been 13 years almost now in hospitality tech specifically. And and so I started um, way back in like 2010, 2011 with Navis, a company that you know, some of your listeners are probably familiar with had been, uh, I uh, use, I use Navis <laughs> as a hotel manager. So I, I remember yeah. the products very well. Yeah. Yeah. And some of our, some of our property manager customers, so one of our first products was, um, like a long distance, um, product that basically when a guest made long distance calls in a home, you know, we would grab the credit card so that the homeowner wouldn't end up getting charged with long distance calls. Like who, who even has landlines now. Right. But, yeah. um, <laughs> so that's that's kind of setting the stage for how how far back we go here. But I I I, I came in at Navis and, and at Navis is as you're aware, Will, like a very robust CRM platform, like mm-hmm. a lot to learn to use. A, a very you know we called it disruptional uh, technology. Really kind of disrupted how you did business and in a good way. And and there was a lot of opportunity to drive more revenue and conversion and and production within your reservations and, and marketing teams but it was disruptive. And so early on kind of in the journey there, um, the team at Navis, even before I joined, realized that, you know, if customers were going to be successful and stay as customers, they need to use as much of the technology as possible. And 
the more that they used, um, the longer they stayed as customers. And so really back when customer success was just kind of a very new topic. I mean, Salesforce is considered one of the pioneers of customer success. And this was back in those early years, we were starting down that path at Navis of customer success. And really, how do you help customers learn to use the software, adopt it, and, and have success doing so? Um, and so I spent about 11 years at, at Navis helping to build the customer success team. And that was everything from onboarding and implementation, you know, helping customers learn to use it. Um, the education team was part of my team, uh, technical support and, and the client advocates who were customer success managers. We called them client advocates, uh, back in the day who really, they were a business coach. They came alongside you learned, learned about your company, your needs, and, and tried to help you use the software, um, to, to the best of your ability. And so that's really kind of where. My, my foundation was set, you know, uh, in, in the early years and, and throughout, you know, a big chunk of my career here in hospitality and in tech. Well, it's funny because anyone listening right now is probably like, yeah, the amount of times I signed up for a software or a product and I just get nothing afterwards, no onboarding, no training, no help, no walking through outside of my demo. If I, if I was lucky enough to get a demo, that's it. Like you're, you're left to the wolves and that's kind of a pattern in hospitality, right? Like I started as front desk agent. I had two days of real training. And then the rest of the time I was like, all right, figure it out. Ask questions if you need help. It's like, okay, never worked in a hotel in my life, but here we go. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, that's a pretty uh, active thing. So hearing that you guys at Navis were really focusing on, hey, how do we get our customers to stay longer? And it's actually teaching them and training them to use the product to its full capability. Um, yeah. Really smart play, uh, underestimated play, I think, by a lot of companies that could probably adopt something like that and uh, do a lot better. But what, um, when did that pivot change for you to from Navis to Hostfully? Um, I, I know this was probably more recent than anything, but was, what was that? You know that that shifting point for you? Yeah, so it was actually just about six months ago. So this month in October is my six month anniversary at Hostfully. And um, yeah, it's been it's been an awesome fit. And honestly, I could tell you, I, I don't know that I ever would have pictured myself working uh, with a property management platform, property management system. But mm -hmm. what really won me over with with Hostfully was, you know, one, you know, the focus that David and Margo and Steph have on um, helping their customers succeed. There's just such a heart of service at the company. Yeah. And, and that has to start with with the, the founders that has to start with the, the initial team that built the company. And so that's huge. Yeah. And then, you know, really, you know, we're taking a very different approach at, at, you know, we call ourselves a property management platform instead of a property yeah. management system. We really, we want to be that, that core. We want to be that, that platform that enables connections to best in breed, best in class. And, and that doesn't mean every single thing we're going to build, you know, some, some of the, you know, best in class we're going to integrate to. And there are a lot yeah. of a great software companies out there that, that serve a very specific need and do a great job with that. So we've really looked to empower that and, and also look to empower kind of the local expertise of the property manager. And that's something I'm super passionate about. Like, you know, how do you really build an experience you know, for those guests and, and, and so hostfully both through our, pla our platform and our guidebooks and the integrations, we allow really super focused on that. And so that, that's what excited me about coming over, 
uh, to Hostly, a very different approach than just a property management system, but a platform. And so here we are. Yeah. Well, ever since I started working with Hostly, um, I've, I've noticed that you, the, the Facebook community, David, uh, again, another shout out, my man, but you know, David is so active in that group. Like I always see him like, not just like little short responses, like, oh, we'll, we'll send this through our team and figure out how we can help. You know, he, he types out some pretty extensive responses to helping people with questions and maybe some bugs or issues that they are seeing with their property or their listing or whatever. And, you know, he, it's very customer focused. I've noticed it. I've seen it uh, as a customer, customer myself, but then also within the community, you know, Facebook group. So it's super cool to see that is a core value within the company already or without having to have brought you in. But now that you're in the company, you congratulations on your six months. Um, you. you know, what is your big mission and role with this new direction of just really focusing on this, this customer success with every hostfully user out there? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to helping our customers win, you know, using our platform. And, and that looks a little bit different for each customer. And so they're, there isn't like one formula. And so that's why I think customer success is really important because each property manager is a little bit different. Their business is different. They're in a different region. They're dealing with different regulations, you know, a different tech stack. Um, and, and so that, that takes, you know, kind of the same approach that we had at Navis back in the day, a, a business coach, a consultant, someone that's going to come alongside you and help you build um, that right tech stack and that right uh, software relationship for your business. And so, um, we really are, are digging in. And as you'd mentioned, like I'm, I'm, uh, typically on 20 to 25 customer calls a week, uh, a lot of times just back to back and, and really just digging in, doing business reviews, looking at how customers are using the software, hearing about their goals and their objectives, and then, and trying to help them be better and, and, mm -hmm. and use the platform better and, and build and connect the right integrations for their business. And so um, we're, we're really building out that customer success arm. We've always had a great support team and a great onboarding team. And, and those are important components as well. Um, customer success is different in that it's, it's proactive, it's proactive adoption. Yeah. You know, how do you help that customer learn to use the tool and, and when doing that? Well, it feels like it's more full circle, right? Like you have the onboarding, which is the start. You have the support team that is like, if things come up, but outside of that you're missing that in between part which is awesome because you're filling that role now um so there was a lot of you know speaking of doing 25 calls a week back to back nonstop with customers um you and i were able to pull a lot of conversation points and and some kind of some i don't, I don't really know what you call them but really just kind of pivotable or pivotable oh my gosh i cannot speak uh some really important moments in these conversations and so I kind of, I don't have my list in front of me, but I would love to kind of just talk with you on from a property management standpoint from, you know, and I, it's really hard to class everyone into a bubble when it comes to vacation rental management because property types uh, are always changing. Inventory amounts is changing. And, and then of course, like you said, destination location is always different than the, than the other, but would love to kind of hear, you know, when you are meeting with these customers and and really being a part of their business and learning their tech stack and their operations and the hurdles they have to go through on a day to day or the things that they do differently that are really successful, um, where do you even begin with that? Like, what for, from a, 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 I guess an industry standpoint, where do you even begin to dissect 
a lot of these different points and and topics that can come through uh through again multiple facets of people and and companies yeah yeah it always for me always starts with um the the property manager's goals their objectives what they're trying to achieve and and if you start from that place and and relate you know the the software relate the platform and how they use it back to what's important to them um, it, it's hard, it's hard not to win. It's hard not to head down the right path. And, you know, what I find, you know, and, and what I've found really over the last several months and, and speaking with customers, this, this summer has been kind of interesting, right? Depending on where you are, but I would say largely kind of domestically in the U S here, it's, it was a slower summer, you know, whether, you know, it may have, may have started out, you know, a little bit hot and heavy, but kind of through the middle and, and yeah. on in there, things slowed down. And, and, um, again, domestically, largely I've seen that, that trend here, uh, in the U S um, whereas for some of our international customers and, and, and I think, Will, you mentioned you, you've seen this in the data as well, you know, yeah. some of the international destinations picked up and people could travel again and people made plans, you know, this summer, you know, to, to go to Australia or, you know, to, to go to London or, you know, what have yeah. you. And so. Um, there definitely has been that theme and, and that that's going to necessitate some creativity, right? When you start to feel some pain and maybe the demand isn't there that we saw through, through COVID and people could only drive to destinations and maybe weren't doing as much flying. And so definitely been a big theme there with a, what I've called a little bit of a slowdown summer here, at least in the U S. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the American dollar is now finally at a matching point for Europe. So um, our dollar is going a lot longer there, which makes sense because a lot of people just like you said last summer, I think that drive to market was really, you know, gas prices were more affordable. Um, we didn't have highs of inflation. So the economy did play a big role, I think, last summer and this summer, um, which is, again, AirDNA. We had Jamie Lane talking about, you know, the, the amount of international travels picked up. But yet, you know, I think Brian Chesky at, uh, at the SCIF forum um, just recently talked about there there's more people driving or traveling to Austin, Texas than there is Barcelona. And uh Air DNA took that data, that quote and actually put the data behind it and said, yeah, he's not wrong. Actually, the there are more people going to Austin, Texas than than uh Barcelona, but it doesn't mean that the amount of travel from this summer to last summer hasn't increased, which it has. Um, yeah. for international. So, it's just yeah. uh, crazy. So for I guess Give me an example, you know, talking to these customers, um, hearing that this summer is a little bit slower, what are some creative ways that they're able to drive? Are they tapping back into the direct booking, you know, uh, route where they can, they, if they own their customer data, are they, are they getting it more aggressive with the campaigns? Are they finding more local partnerships to really, to really draw in maybe a, a local stay or a staycation? Um, are you hearing any of these types of things with customers that really were just trying to pretty much grab anybody from any direction they could? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a great segue. And you mentioning Airbnb and, and many of the channels, many of the OTAs out there, um, as I see some of our customers, maybe that were over-reliant on one channel or another, you know, it could yeah. have been any, um, um, but if they were over-reliant on kind of just one place, you know, for their business, for their leads, um, then, you know, they're, they're in a place now that they're asking me, you know, in these conversations, okay, like, what do I do? And, and, and that's everything from, 
you know, certainly diversifying. I mean, uh, yeah. having connections to a multitude of channels and, and, and there's some great, you know, niche OTAs out there. There are some of the big boys that we all know. Um, so, you know, certainly not having all your eggs in one basket is, is always a good business strategy. And so we usually talk about that and kind of look at where the right fit is, you know, and, and, and which channel is going to give them the kind of guests they're looking for. Um, but then in addition to that, you know, like you said, if, if they've been, you know, collecting and building a guest database, yeah. um, then they have the unique opportunity, you know, to tap into that. And, and there are even, you know, there are a lot of great tools out there to help you do so. I, you know, I've talked with, you know, quite a few folks about, you know, StayFi is an example, a great way to grab some information. Um, our customers that use our guidebook, you know, and a lot of other guidebook offerings out there. You know, you can have a splash page, kind of a landing page where you grab, you know, some information from that guest when they're, you know, getting ready for their trip and planning, you know, their, their stay out there. And so, you know, really upfront, you know, grabbing some of that guest information, like you said, making sure that they're building out that guest database is super important. Yeah. If they have, if they have it to this point, they kind of have to start at point zero, right. And they, and, yeah. they, and they have to start doing that. Um, but if they have, then. You know, we really, you know, I've been talking with a lot of customers about um, using our integration to MailChimp and, and yeah. you know, there are a lot of other, you know, email marketing platforms out there and ways that you can communicate. Uh, MailChimp's just a great one. We have a connection to and, and getting creative about, um, you know, you'd be surprised actually how few managers I, I talk to actually go back to, to previous guests and and, and try and engage with them and try and, you know, drive an additional stay. And I think it's really important, you know, to keep in mind also when that traveler stayed, I think sometimes yeah. the temptation is just a blast, you know, you're just going to blast your whole guest list and yeah. send everyone an email and try and get them to stay. But, you know, travel still is relatively seasonal and, and people have to yeah. travel around, you know, when kids have vacation and, and, and just different, different travel pa patterns. And so paying attention to that booking window, when guests book, when they stayed with you last time, and then being able to target that communication to your previous guests based on that is something that I really encourage and, and have been working with customers on um, as, as we reach back out to those guests. Yeah, I think eventually they're going to need to make like a dynamic software for dynamic like email outreach rather than just taking one list and, and shooting it. I think a, a dynamic list that times it off of all these factors would be super cool. Yeah. Just a startup idea for anyone listening out there. Yeah. Uh, I don't have time to do it. So yeah. um, no, that's a, that's a smart, smart play. It, it is shocking to, to see the lack of, you know, um, use for email retargeting or even just like finding ways to capture the, the guests through social media. Um, yeah. You know, again, preaching to the choir, I struggle with it too with our company, but it's it's because there's so many things to do, but I think you know it's one of those long-term games that you have to play, right? It can't just be something you expect to happen overnight. So, you know, it's it's encouraging that you're pushing people down that route, just because I, I think sometimes we forget, and then you just need that little bit of a of a push uh, every now and then. Um, with with that being said, though, uh, going into diversification of of tech and distribution and all this other stuff, you know, you and I were being, you're talking about how nightly rate is great. You know, that's where a lot of managers, not a lot, that's where all managers make a, a majority of their money, right? Is mm -hmm. taking that revenue 
split whether they're taking 25 percent or 20 or whatever um you know that's that's what drives the company's revenue but i think you and i got to talk a little bit more about how the in-stay revenue is so important so crucial for vacation rental managers because that's not something you really have to split and it's sitting there in your property um waiting for you to really have that proper opportunity to to capture it so when you're talking with customers is this conversation coming up in the sense of how do we grow revenue outside of you know your adr and rev par but going into the in-state revenue yeah absolutely and and this is something maybe i should have mentioned when we were talking about kind of my background but not only mm-hmm. have i worked with property managers but also with hotels and and yeah. for a long time now hotels have known and understood that that what they call ancillary revenue yeah you know, ancillary to that lodging revenue is super important and that could be a spa appointment that could be dining you know with the hotel it's kind of the yeah. clear cut options there um for property managers there there are a lot more options actually i would argue um and okay. and so absolutely with with our guests um you know and, and again our guidebook book product specifically allows um, for our customers to offer a marketplace, you know, for things like early check-in, late checkout, chef services, maybe grocery shopping services, like various kind of ancillary revenue opportunities. And then we also just launched uh, a really cool integration with Viator and, and being able to tie into activities and tours and and um, all of those things within the area. And in addition to that, you know, I'm seeing more managers just you know, build out, you know, relationships with local companies, you know, that offer some of those services as well. And, and to build that relationship and come to sort some sort of a a shared revenue agreement or a commission type agreement. And, and, you know, the whole idea being once you convert that guest again, hotels have known this for a long time. If, if you can, and, and retail too, like look at, you know, look at Amazon, like they're trying to drive your car you know, spend, you know, per visit up and they're saying, Hey, other people like you bought this. And, and, uh, and really the same concept can apply in hospitality here for us. And so definitely I'm encouraging, um, PMs to increase the profitability of, of their guests and to drive some of that ancillary revenue. It's a huge opportunity and something that really we, we don't do very well in the vacation rental industry yet. 100%. Sometimes it comes off a little too salesy. So I think that's one thing people need to work on is like, don't just nickel and dime to nickel and dime, but like add add the value to it. I think, you know, talking to what you just said, you know, the local community around you is such a great way to drive natural organic revenue, but then also natural and organic experiences that relate into five-star reviews, into rebookings, into all the above. Um, That's how we focus on is, is if we can tap into what's already within the five, 10, 15, 20 blocks around us. That's like our, that's our, our moneymaker right there. Um, which from my experience, the hotel world, um, fails to do a lot of the times. If you, if you look like when I was a hotel manager, you know, we, we never tapped into any of the local places outside of the front desk agents saying, Oh, I love this place. Go there for dinner or whatever. Like, you know, that's a, that's a natural recommendation, but you know, to have the, the management company or the management team really, say like, Hey, this is like partnerships we can form. Um, you know, it's very rare. So I think vacation rental managers for sure can definitely tap into that. Um, I want to ask you a question on the integration with Viator. So can you explain a little bit like how, what does Viator do? Um, cause I know talking to Fred on the team, um, at hostfully, uh, just talking about how that partnership works. What, what is Viator and how could managers really tap into another product or service like that? <laughs> 
um, yeah. to grow that insula- ancillary revenue. Yeah, think think of Viator as kind of like an OTA for activities and tours. Like they're okay. aggregating all of these experiences uh, within different areas, and then they're they're offering those up for guests to select from. And so, um, it definitely is is you know gaining popularity already. You know, a very very large. I think they're owned by TripAdvisor, if I remember right. Um, very large kind of influential platform out there for activities and experiences. And again, through the hostfully integration, um, our customers, you know, get a commission, they get an 8% commission on, on any of those tours that are booked through their guidebook. And so, um, just offers like a nice, clean, integrated way, you know, to, to, you know, plan that, that those additional experiential elements. And so we're really encouraging customers you know, through their communication, you know, a day or two before arrival and, and even further out, like right, right after a customer makes a booking, like, you know, yeah. drives and make them aware of some of those ancillary options and, and, you know, promote that via not only email, but also text, you know, people get busy and then all of a sudden they're two weeks out from their vacation. So, you know, send them a quick text message, just reminding them about some of the great things to do in the area and, mm-hmm. and pushing them in to check that out. Well, uh, I was going to ask, man, doing what you do with Hostfully and, and just being a customer success person, you have to know a lot, not just about your product, right, with Hostfully itself, but you have to know all these like integrators. How yeah. how do you manage understanding and keeping track of who does what? And like, it, it just, it has to be a natural thing by this time, I, I can assume after doing this for so many years, but how, how do you manage yeah. knowing who does what and, and when to connect the dots to to them and, and what you guys do with Hostfully. Yeah. I mean, even after, like I said, you know, 12 years or so there, there are a lot of new entrants. There are a lot, <laughs> excuse me, there are a lot of new companies and partnerships out there. Yeah. And so really, uh, you know, a couple of things. One, um, we actually have, uh, we have a, a partnership manager, Brooks, who heads up that team does a great job of, of connecting us to kind of the, the latest and greatest and, and also does a ton of education for our team. And so, um, and really, you know, he and I are now locking arms and saying, okay, now how do we make sure we're educating customers and, and continuing to promote these partnerships and integrations that we have, but without him and without, you know, someone really focused on how do we connect, you know, great integration partners to hostfully, it'd be hard. Like I don't have enough time in the day to do that. Yeah. Um, So I lean heavily on him. And then, um, the great, the great thing is I get to talk to customers after we, after I recommend, you know, maybe an integration that seems like it makes sense for their business. You know, I get direct feedback on how it's working for them. And, uh, and so I know, I, I know what works. I know what our customers love and, and that's a really important feedback loop. So I love that. Well, uh, it reminds me of a quote. It's not how it's who, or it's not what it's who. Uh, so I think, uh, having that, that, um, partnership uh with with brooks and, and all, all that and the team is a super smart play on your guys's end um all right so let's di- let's dive into more what's more things happening talking about within the vacation rental operation side uh what's the big focus that you're seeing a lot of clients uh, or customers just focus on these days uh, especially yeah. gearing up for i think another probably what's going to be a busy year depending on some economy stuff yeah. but uh, i would assume you know most companies are pacing out pretty well yeah. Yeah. You know, um, uh, owners are always an X factor. It's like this crazy, it's something that I love about vacation rentals and, and the industry, but it's, it's weird. There aren't a lot of industries or verticals where like you have, 
you know, this weird X factor, like you always have, you know, like your, your business, your organization and the customer, you know, sometimes there might be a middleman or <laughs> someone in between there, but you don't usually have this other stakeholder that like owns the inventory that you're trying to sell. And so, um, it's, it's always a topic that comes up and, and specifically lately there's, there's kind of this, this new breed almost of owners. And, and maybe some of you are seeing this where, um, maybe they bought during COVID and real estate yeah. was crazy and, and, yeah. and it still is, but you know, in some ways has leveled out. Um, but they got into this vacation rental and at top dollar. And so now, um, you know, guess where their focus is on, on production and on like, are you as, as their property manager, you know, are you generating revenue for that? So it's, it's, there's always been that dynamic, but now it's like, it's amped up almost because of the, the real estate prices and where people got into these properties and what their monthly mortgage is and what they have to cover and interest rates, interest rates now, you know, crazy too. Um, and so it really, um, it, there's an opportunity and, and we've always, you know, some of the best managers in the industry really understand this and they build great relationships with their owners and, and engage regularly with them. But a lot of times we kind of try to like ignore them a little bit and they're like, well, tell them as little as you can, like tell the yeah. owner as little as you can. And like, that'll be better. Um, but that's never better. And that's, you know, certainly from my background in customer success, like ignoring, you know, this really important business partner, um, uh, can yeah. hurt you in a big way. And and that's really how I encourage our customers to look at that relationship. It's a partnership. And, and, and that, and that comes with good news and bad news. Like you've, you've got to yeah. be able to communicate both and, and have that open dialogue, um, with owners and, and, you know, not be afraid to communicate, you know, when things within their home or, or how they're set up, you know, are not maximizing bookings. And, and so it's a partnership and a relationship and that's super important. But there is kind of like this hyped up, like you've got some of these owners out there that are, they're feeling the pressure. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a conversation that's uh, a little too, too close to home these days with how, how, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. Everyone, you know, it's, I love that you said partnership though, because it, it really does drive, I think, a great tone and setting for that beginning, early stage of the relationship. Um, because, you know, and I'll even speak from lessons learned is mm -hmm. that when you try to say, thanks for signing your contract, we'll pay you once everything is um, paid out through the OTAs or, or whatever the rev, uh, reservations are um, that causes, I think a little like that silence, like, cause there's so much communication before signing a contract with an owner. There's so much communication. There's a lot of back and forth, phone calls, meetings, emails, you name it. And then just a lot of PMs. And this was like, us when we first started like with our first two and we're like okay we probably still got to hold some hands out outside of that point but you know get the contract signed and they're like all right talk to you later and it's just silence yeah. and so the owners don't really know what's going on you know what's your plan of attack um, and then a lot of times i see or hear managers talking about well the owner won't update this they won't buy this they won't invest in that but the number one thing i asked like did you ask them to invest yeah. in it yeah. Like, have you actually asked because, you know, you just assume, right. They don't want to spend money. They, they want to receive a check, not send a check. So, um, do you have, a give me, a, I guess, a good example of what, what are some cool owner relation type things that PMs are doing these days in order to really ensure that partnership is sought through 
you know, from the beginning to the duration of their contract or duration of their, their busy season or whatever it might yeah. be. Yeah. It's funny. It's listening to you. It, you kind of described also the average software sales cycle, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like all this communication, like promises. And then if you don't have customer success, like if you don't have a team that like engages, you know, through onboarding and coming out of onboarding, you know, then it can be radio silence and that's super frustrating. Um, yeah. but, um, yeah, so absolutely. I, you know, a couple ideas, you know, I've seen, and again, these are, you know, this is take, taking the bull by the horns, but, um, you know, some of the property managers I see with the best relationships have a cadence to their communication. So like you're saying, and that's a couple of things and could be a couple yeah. of things. One, um, maybe it's a monthly owner's call where you get all your owners together. You talk about what you're doing, like, to, what, like if you've invested in a new revenue management, you know, platform and you're dynamically changing pricing based on demand, like, why would you not communicate these things to your owners? Like that builds value and in, in their mind and is going to build value in what you're bringing to the table. And so, um, regular cadence of communications, you can do it as a group. That's a great idea. Um, you can, you can do it individually, but you know, certainly you want to, you know, try and, um, reach the, the big audience as much as yeah. you can there. Um, you know, with your property management system, your property management platform, make sure that, um, you know, you've got them integrated into, you know, kind of the, the partnership again, you know, so we, we have an owner platform owner portal that's part of hostfully so that owners can see, you know, when are they booked, you know, they can add their own owner blocks. They, they can receive their statements there and, and even additional custom reports. You know, and each owner can be a little bit different. They may want to see something a little bit different for their business. And, and within Hostfully, you can customize that reporting and what you share with them mm -hmm. um, through a portal. And, and that's a big area that we want to keep developing and enhancing. There's certainly opportunity, you know, to keep driving value there. But I think a lot of times we're guilty as property management systems, property management platforms, kind of ignoring the owner experience, but it's super mm -hmm. important. And so, again, like a portal, that, that integration and partnership, you know, cadence and regularity and communication. And then, you know, talking about, uh, you know, return on investment, talking about the revenue yeah. that you're driving, you know, I, I think even, even if you're sharing monthly statements with them, that often, you know, is, is not enough. Like you need, you need to be sharing, you know, over the course of the year, you know, how, how do we help you do, how do we help drive revenue for you? Um, and, and the guys over at Ventura do a great job with that. And, uh, um, yeah. You know, it's a really important conversation point, like talk, you know, don't be afraid, you know, and, and there are some owners that you may not be producing for. So you need to have a real brutal conversation about, you know, why, why that is. Yeah. And it's, it's probably not just your fault. Like you said, like it could have to do with their setup, their decorations, what have you there. Yeah. looks like, looks like grandma decorated for them. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, sometimes the location, it just isn't it's not right. Like not every, home, <clears throat> excuse me, not every home is made to be a vacation rental. And I think that's hard for property managers to look at because they want to take every opportunity to add a door, right? Like it's, you want to add more revenue to your company and, and you want to grow, but not every home's made to be that. It's just, sometimes it just needs to be a residential home. It just needs to yeah. be long-term or it just needs to, it, it, yeah, it just needs to be that, that property for, for that sake of, you know, not having to, not having a performing market. So yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. So I was gonna say, what else, like what, what's some other big yeah. things like what gets you excited? Like when you're, when you're having these calls, 
Uh, what's some things that are being brought up that that really just for you personally in your role, what gets you really excited when you hear these things from property yeah. managers? Uh, you know, I'm I'm always curious on the the excitement part. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, a couple of things. One is, um, you know, when when I see it click, when I see, you know, in specific to maybe how we can make their life easier, you know, using our platform, using our software, like when you see that aha and they're like, oh my gosh, like I've been spending, you know, two hours a week on, on this activity or on this report, and now I'm going to be able to automate that through the platform. Um, that's That's so cool. That's just like, you know, that, that gives me kind of goosebumps right out of the gate. Um, and then the second thing is just, just really, you know, uh, customer success is all about relationships. So seeing them grow, like seeing, you know, someone come in, like maybe it's kind of a side gig, they're managing a couple properties. And that's, this has always been the story of vacation rentals. I mean, it used to be realtors, like more so like you would start out in real estate and then you'd realize there's this big opportunity and, and then Airbnb kind of, um, you know, pushed out more awareness, you know, to, to folks who may not have known about the industry before. And, and so it's like, oh, this is my side hustle. And then all of a sudden they're like, no, like this is a cool business. And, and, you know, it, it, it's challenging. Um, but it's cool because you're helping people take vacation, like by and large, like sure there's some business travel and stuff in there, but with vacation rentals, like, you know, people, people save up all year, sometimes multiple years to plan this vacation. And, and as a PM, and as software providers, we're part of that journey and a really cool connection that happens when a family gets together or friends get together and they get to experience that. So when I see when I see that a business grow, when I see a manager's business grow and just think about the lives that that kind of touches and just all of my great memories around family and friend vacations and stuff like that, it's super rewarding. Um, uh, but th those are probably the two things and and. And in the property, you know, and kind of maybe bring me to one of my last points here, like what, yeah. what I still continue to see is that, you know, PMs are pulled in so many different directions, you know, wearing a lot of different hats, trying to find great staffing, you know, if it's hard for McDonald's, you know, it's hard for all of us, like, right. Everyone's yeah. in the same boat there. And so, um, you know, our property managers are constantly, you know, on the go, wearing a lot of different hats, maybe cleaning a property, you know, running all over town. And so, um, you know, really we're, we're especially at Hostfully trying to make sure that we can, can engage and meet them when they're on the go, anywhere that they're at, you know, our mobile app is, is super close. I'm excited to share that more. Um, maybe some of the folks have seen, you know, some little videos on that, but it's going to be really important because you know people are working from their phones more and more and and yeah have that demand that need is there and it's it's a requirement so well i'm glad you said that because i was like oh man i wonder if i could ask bryce about this yet but uh, i remember the day the um the unified inbox went live with with verbo and airbnb and all the other messaging you know ways that people are communicating with their guests uh came live on on hostly i woke up and i had Verbo messages in my in my hostly login. I was like, oh my gosh, yes! Like this is it was such a like a small thing, but it just saved so much time and an hour. So I, I was I'm glad you mentioned that the the mobile app. So tell us about this. Like I'm here. I, I'm gonna bug David. I'm gonna text him right after this. Like I want to see it. <laughs> Show me the mobile yeah. app. Yeah. But uh, well, tell me more about like what's going on behind that and and how you guys are really looking at the mobile first. Uh, friendly approach. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a very different approach, and and we have an an awesome team that's that's been working kind of behind the scenes in the lab on this for a while now. But you can't you can't just reproduce your software, especially not a property management platform. You can't just like move it into a, a mobile app, and yeah, because it's just there's certain activities that really don't lend themselves to being on the go. Um, you know, for example. Um, managing rates and pricing on a mobile app. Like, sure, maybe you could adjust a few days, but like if you're trying to adjust your whole dynamic strategy, like that can be tough. And and yeah. so what we've tried to do is really prioritize the the activities and the points of interaction that happen most often when you're on the go. So things like the inbox you mentioned, definitely, you know, important to the mobile app, our calendar, being able to see your properties and your bookings and and even throw a block on there, um, super important, you know, being able to look at check-ins and checkouts and kind of your upcoming, you know, um, uh, operations, right? Who's checking in, who's checking out, who's in-house, you know, being able to see that and manage some interaction from the mobile app, super important. So we're trying to start narrow, you know, in some of those key activities that we know you can do on the go and that are important to stay on top of, even if you're out of pocket. And, and then we're just going to iterate on it. I mean, that's, that's, I think the important thing. And that's been something for me with Hostly that's been super rewarding is to just see the volume of, um, releases and, 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 you know, new rollouts and improvements and enhancements and, and just the, the cadence that we're hitting there is really encouraging because sometimes, you know, you can get bogged down in tech debt and all this other stuff we don't have to talk about, but we're, you know, it's been super encouraging for me, you know, in my career in hospitality to see the cadence of improvement and release going on at Hostfully and, and always trying to be better. And so same approach with the mobile app, we're going to try and get it in everyone's hands, you know, get them using that and then, you know, roll out V2, make some improvements, make some additions, but like, you know, if you wait until everything's perfect and, and that's yeah. something that David always says to me, and I love it so much is <laughs> don't let perfect be the enemy of good, right? Don't let perfect be the enemy of good enough. Like get, you know, if, if there's something you can do that makes a difference, like you can spend a lot of time trying to get it to perfect, um, or you can, you know, roll with it, you know, deliver some value and then keep iterating and keep improving. And that's, that's yeah. what we're going for. Yeah, that's the only way to do it. I love that. So it's progress, not perfection. I love yeah. it's a it's a um, good quote from the Equalizer with Daniel or uh, not Daniel. Uh, what's his name? Some I forget the actor's name. Anyways, uh, look it up. The Equalizer. You'll it's okay. a famous Equal- actor. <laughs> I'm I, I'm I'm can't believe I'm blanking on his name. But uh, um, no, that's a, it's a great great way to look at it. And I I think it's super important because it's the same thing as property managers, right? Like there's there's never going to be perfection, but I think just being being truthful being honest being open and just doing your best i think you know it's always going to be it's always going to win it's always going to be the uh the winner well um you know bryce it's been really cool to talk to you and i'm excited to to link up in vrma um but for anyone who's listened to the episode and has gotten a lot of value from our conversation today what's a a couple places you like to send them uh where can they reach out to you if they have more questions or if they're curious about you know, some of the features or the products or even just the talking points that we mentioned on the podcast uh, today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, feel free to email me, bryce.c at hostfully.com. 
um, pretty easy email address there. Um, and then I'll, like you said, well, I'll be at Vera May. I'm, I'm actively reaching out to customers right now, trying to set up meetings and, you know, to do some business reviews or just check-ins with folks or, you know, swing by the hostfully booth and say, hi, we'd love to, love to chat. And I'm happy to talk more about, you know, what I'm seeing or specific to your region that you might be in, um, you know, pop over there, connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, get a lot of interaction with folks there. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for the opportunity, Will, and absolutely look forward to, to connecting at, at the conference coming up here and chatting some more. Awesome. Well, I'm super pumped too. Thank you again. Uh, I, I got a lot of value from this. So I hope everyone who's watching, everyone who's listening, I hope you also got some value. And if you did, make sure you like and subscribe to everything hostfully. Uh, they're great partners of mine here at the podcast. We love their products. We love the team and you'll love them too. So go ahead and check them out and we'll see you all again next week. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to our show partners for making Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast possible. We hope you enjoyed the show and we would love to connect with you outside of the podcast. So you can follow us on all of our social media channels for daily hospitality content or find us on slicktalkthepodcast.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and we will see you guys all again next week.